The views and opinions discussed on Exposure are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff of Impact 89FM. WDBM East Lansing. Hello, and welcome to Exposure on Impact 89FM, the show where we talk to members of organizations at Michigan State University, as well as nonprofit organizations in the East Lansing area. And now, this week's Exposure. Hello, and welcome to Exposure. You're listening to Season 13, and we're your hosts, Megan Samp and Tessa Kresh. Today, we're here with a few members from the MSU organization Empowering Women in Law, also known as EWIL. This organization is a space for driven, like-minded students to gather and work together to achieve their law school and professional goals. Today, we are here with three members of Empowering Women in Law. Could you guys introduce yourselves? Absolutely. Hi, my name is Jackie Matthews, and I am the external president of Empowering Women in Law. Hi, my name is Marissa Auger, and I am the internal president. Hi, my name is Valerie McNamara, and I'm the vice president. Nice to meet you guys. So could you give us a little explanation about what the club is, what kind of opportunities there are, and what you do as members? Yeah, absolutely. So um, it's a really cool platform. We all actually joined our freshman year, Mm -hmm. and so we've been in it for four years now. Um, We are basically a platform for not just women, but um, any student at Michigan State to kind of come and explore the legal profession. Um, We do free LSAT prep clubs, and um, we also do social events, philanthropy, things like that. And we also talk to female attorneys and judges throughout the course of our semesters. And it kind of just allows people to get a little taste of what the legal profession is like, especially from a woman's perspective. And um, yeah, it's been really cool. Um, Just to reiterate what Jackie said, I think a really important part of our organization is that we're a safe space. And just like Jackie said, like we don't just cater to women on campus. Any uh, student, regardless of gender identity, is welcome as long as you support women in the legal field. <laughs> That's all that we ask. If not, we might have to boot you out during the meeting. Um, but it is more like just this great environment of people who are just so like-minded and driven and supporting one another. And like personally for me, I'm a first-gen student. And so coming in that knowing like anything about like college or like what to do, like how to get to law school, things like that, having like a group of people who I can turn to and like just ask the dumb questions like, so what is the LSAT? Like, what <laughs> is that? What do I do? And people just being so open to helping you and giving you resources has just been such an amazing experience. And like to give that on to other people is also just amazing. A little bit more about what Marissa said. Just the law school journey, especially in your undergrad, is so difficult to figure out if you don't have someone like there guiding you. And I think a lot of people don't realize that going into it. You're like, okay, I want to go to law school. <laughs> well, what do, do I you start? start? <laughs> There's and no rule book. Yeah, it's exactly. harder than even just a Google search. So I think what we try to do is guide people through that and create communities and environments where people feel empowered or able to do that. Another thing, too, that has been like as of like recently where people will come in, they love the club, love hearing from people, and they're like, you know, I love this club because it showed me I don't want to go to law school. Yeah, like, yeah. I want to pursue yeah. something like in a legal field, but not through law school. And so like we also like can show people like other alternative like professions that they can be using with the skills that we provide them. So that's also like another really cool thing. Like our vice president last year, we joined the club together, made it through her entire senior year. And at the end, she was like, yeah, I don't 
really want to pursue law. Like <laughs> that's, this is the best thing that taught me that. Right. Yeah. And like she still like to this day is like, you know, I'm so grateful for like Ewell and like everything that it provided me with like resources. And like she had internships down at the Capitol and things like that. Just the way that she kind of like took that burden off of her of being like, you know, I really did enjoy like having that camaraderie, having that ability to hear from people who've experienced you know, setbacks and barriers through this field and like how they overcame it, like that empowered me to want to pursue something else. That's amazing. Have you always known you wanted to be a lawyer? Oh, no. No, not no. definitely <laughs> not. If anything, I mean, for me at least, um, my mom is an attorney and so I certainly did not want to be a lawyer <laughs> because I was <laughs> the same thing happened to me yeah I was like I don't know if this is for me like maybe I'll go into engineering like pff, and look wow. where I am now like I'm totally like uh we're actually hearing back from law schools now and like um and I actually think the best part about eWill is that like we really emphasize that and I think you know online and especially like I'm trying to stay away from reddit right now it's like <laughs> killing me in this process um but it's that like every student is on their own timeline so like you could go to law school if you're 50 you could go when you're you know 21 whatever it is it's like this we emphasize that like hey a gap year is great here's what you can do here are some resources or like hey this is what else you could do with like a poli sci major or like something like that so kind of like at least with the three of us kind of figuring out because we're all doing like slightly different things with our degrees, um, which I'll let you guys talk about as well. <laughs> I'm interested in going into international law. And like I had no idea that that's what I wanted to do until I really came to Michigan State and was like, yeah, this is awesome. And um, kind of offered some insight. This club offered insight into what I could do with that. And I think that was like a really cool perspective for me. Uh, personally, for me, I did not know at like the age of five that I wanted to be a lawyer. I always wanted to be like a pop star like Hannah Montana. I was like, oh, I can do that. Yeah, best of both worlds, you know. Um, I think really towards the end of like high school and people were like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. Oh, like these like long set plans were starting to come like into fruition like through like taking like AP Calc and like things like that where like me, like I took um, kind of like blocked off areas where I could just like run around the school and be like, oh yeah, like I'm in student council, like I'm gonna go, you know, improve the school here and there. <laughs> if I had known, I would have like never that. taken AP physics in high school. <laughs> I would have, I would have changed my entire high school senior wow. year. <laughs> um, but like seeing all that, I was like, it really made me think for a minute, like, what am I passionate about? Like, what do I want to be doing? Towards like 2018, 2019, like me having so much privilege, not understanding like so many injustices going on in the world, it really like, sparked this kind of like drive in me where like. I knew that with my ability, I could be doing something more for the community and wanting to pursue that. And I really sat down and like, okay, like, what can I be doing? Like, you know, I don't want to be an English major, which not knocking English majors. They do so <laughs> much. But like trying to see like what else I was passionate about. So that way, whatever I did major in, in college, I could actually like implement after I graduated. It really like hit, I think, like towards April and May of like senior year of high school. Where I was like, oh, I'm going to be a lawyer. I, I'm going to do that. And I'm the second person in my family to go to college. And so me saying like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be a lawyer. They're like, OK, like go, go be a lawyer, I guess. And I'm like, OK, cool. Awesome. I'm going to do that. Towards, I want to say like sophomore, junior year here at Michigan State, I was like, yeah, you know, I wanted to do like civil liberties law, human rights law, because like it just encompasses everything that like I feel that people need to be talking about and like addressing within like issues throughout like our entire world. Yeah, for me, I had no idea for a little while there. Um, I thought I was going to go pre-med. When I started oh, my wow. of high school, so I feel you, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> I really was not sure. Um, but what I knew I loved in high school, I'm from a very little town in West Michigan. What I learned is that I loved studying about other places, other cultures, like what the rest of the world was like. So when I was touring colleges and everything, 
I loved MSU. And when I found the James Madison College, I was like, this is what I'm doing. <laughs> I have to do this. And my mom actually was the one that was like, have you considered like law? <laughs> have you considered doing this? Like, I think you would be good at this. And actually my freshman year, I was like, well, okay, I think I might do law. And I went to Ewill, <laughs> which is funny. That, that is what I went to to figure out if I wanted to do this or if this was a good path for me. And, and as I heard more and more speakers and I got to network within the field and learn different types of law, I just realized that that's kind of what I wanted to do. Even my involvement in the past like two years with the JMC Human Rights Lab, shout them out, <laughs> just working on some of these international cases, working to find um, information about these human rights violations. It's what made me realize I want to go into human rights law. Yeah, that kind of led into my next question. Like, how did you guys find Ewell and how did you get involved? Um, I would say freshman year, I think I actually found out about Ewell through participation. Um, so pretty classic freshman route that I took there. <laughs> um, but I remember like seeing it and being like, well, that name really sticks out to me. Um, having no idea that I would be the president a couple years later. Like, I think that just shows how impactful it was to me right off the bat. Um Ewill was actually founded in 2018. We all came in as freshmen 2019. Mm -hmm. So it was a very, very new club. Um, like the bylaws had just been created. I mean, there was so much room for like evolution and change. And um, the founders, Anissa Dagger and Savannah Hutuma, I believe, I, I apologize <laughs> if I pronounce her last name incorrectly. Um, they were phenomenal presidents. Um I mean, I remember looking up to them so much freshman year and being like, wow, I think that like maybe I'll take on an e-board position. I'm, I'm a part of a couple other clubs, but this is definitely like my most involved club, I would say for sure. <laughs> we love to hear it. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate I you hope. for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, it's a little bit of a funny story. Um, our previous vice president, Rachel Peel, if you're listening, Rachel, because she probably will once I tell her that we were doing this. <laughs> um, hi, Rachel. Uh, we all love you. We miss you. Freshman year, she was like my go-to buddy. Like, okay, if you do this, I'm going to do this because we're both humanities pre-law majors. And I remember we were sitting in class one day and she gets this email where it was sent to like everyone. I ignored my email freshman year. I was terrible. Um, <laughs> oh, it was what? awful. I feel like I've missed out on a lot of things because I did not look at Outlook. And she was like, oh, my God. Marissa, this is it. I said, what? What's going on? And she forwards me um, the email because, once again, I did not look, so it got lost. And she was like, it's called Empowering Women in Law. They're having a meeting this Wednesday. I think it'd be really fun. We should go. And I'm like, you know what? Absolutely. We're going to hop on a 33. We're going to go. We're going to have so much fun. <laughs> we went and, like, immediately I fell in love because, like, what Jackie was saying, like, Anissa and Savannah did such an amazing job those, like, first couple years of the club, like, building up a foundation of, like, just promoting, like, this sense of like a safe environment for everyone to come in and like listen to these women who are in like the legal profession and like talking through the struggles that they face because it's such a male like predominant field and like being able to acknowledge those like uncomfy situations Just, and like, raw empowerment i would say yeah. simply yeah um for me it was that email actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the outlook um this email came through first week of college i knew no one and i actually went with a girl I had met that week <laughs> and we went and I sat down and I was just a freshman, had no idea what this was, <laughs> had no idea where I was because I didn't know campus at that point. Mm -hmm. It was just such a welcoming environment and I felt so welcomed by like Anissa and Savannah. 
I said I was a freshman. They're like, great, <laughs> come on in. <laughs> um, and so just that environment's what got me to keep coming back. I so, went to yeah. participation sophomore year and I passed the empowering women in law table Love. and they fully empowered me that I could be a lawyer. <laughs> so I was like really considering it for a second. That's our goal. Oh yeah. yeah. You should have seen me at participation this year. I was like going up to everyone. I was like, oh yeah, you don't want to be a lawyer, do you? Like, no way. <laughs> I was just pointing at people. I was like, you want to be a lawyer. You want to be a lawyer. Come on over. <laughs> so the people in the club are they all uh like pre-law majors or no not at all no there's definitely a very big mix there's a wide range so like um valerie and i are we're both james madison but within james madison we have different majors i mean i'm a double major in arabic as well so it's like Mm -hmm. we come from we have all different majors i mean um we had like some science majors even at one point um people who were kind of just exploring what they wanted to do Mm -hmm. we had i mean obviously like humanities pre-law um economics majors mm-hmm. stuff like that we had a pretty wide variety yeah english is Still another do. big one business i'm yeah. a double major with business that's yeah. another common one mm-hmm. i think there's a really big stigma that if you're going to law school you need to be a pre-law major mm-hmm. or, or like an english major majors. but you really don't they like are looking for like yeah. diversity mm-hmm. and major yeah right i'm yeah. a journalism major my professor told me he's like you should go to law school after this and i was like, <laughs> yeah. I was like what like, well, yes. well writers make yes. the best lawyers yeah uh, well i don't know i don't don't call me on that but like <laughs> <laughs> but i mean typically you have to have a lot of really good like strong writing skills and like mm-hmm. comprehension skills in mm-hmm. order to be a, a good lawyer and i think that that's a really interesting point that you brought up because yeah absolutely like if we had journalism majors if you're a journalism major and you're listening to this seriously e will we meet at 6 30 on wednesdays <laughs> wednesdays bi-weekly <laughs> Check your Outlook email. <laughs> Check your Outlook. We'll send another mass email soon. Exactly. <laughs> Only the journalist majors. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's awesome that you could just be majoring in anything but still become like in the mm-hmm. law field or yeah. go to law school. Definitely. Totally. Um, so what do you guys do weekly in the meetings? Ooh. Yeah. So um, we actually have a pretty diverse meeting schedule. So we meet biweekly and typically we'll have speakers. Um, so like I said, female attorneys, judges, um, mm-hmm. Even really anyone in the law yeah field. lobbyists yeah. even I mean it really like just depends had, uh, we've had like some like really cool like speakers too like we had the um, Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel speak to yeah. us last year like mm-hmm. that was like a really like big ticket like meeting we're like oh my god our little club you want to come speak <laughs> to us really <laughs> yeah and then we also you know on the converse I would say um, we have a lot of students who are like preparing for their LSAT taking their LSAT studying for the LSAT currently and that's a I mean anybody whether you're taking like the LSAT, the GRE, the the MCAT, it's that takes up a lot of energy. And so we kind of try to be conscientious of that as well. So like we have a yoga day coming up. Um, we're going to do ice skating as a club. We have an IM sports team. So we, we try to make it pretty versatile, I would say. Um, but every week our turnout keeps getting better. So we're hoping that it just remains that way with a good balance of, you know, social and governance and things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. If someone were to hear this today and was like, I need to go, can they just pop into a meeting? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yes. We put our group meet QR code up every single class um, so that every single meeting <laughs> so that we can kind of have people like know that it's OK to join at any point during the semester. Mm-hmm. I feel like another thing like that we've like started to implement is for our membership, we do like a point system. Mm-hmm. And so anyone that attends any of our like our meetings, social events, we also are like really big in like philanthropy. If you like participate in any of the drives that we do or like 
again, another shout out, we're hosting a 5K in April. Um, <laughs> like if anyone like volunteers or things like that, you can earn up to like one to two points or like even like our LSAT study groups. Mm-hmm. And we have a minimum of like five points that need to be met in order to be a member. So like there's so many like opportunities that people can have, even if they miss like the first like, couple meetings of the semester where like they can make it up once they see like, okay, like, no, I'm really passionate about this club. Like I want to be a member. And mm-hmm. we even like had freshmen last semester who like didn't start coming to meetings until like maybe like end of October who were able to like make up the five points and like came to like me and Jackie at our last meeting like okay like I'm already part of this committee how else can I be involved in this club like what Mm -hmm. all can I be doing and so like it's just like so much room like just to grow just as a note to that even if you're not a member you just need to be a member to be on like specific committees Mm -hmm. or e-board or have like a few other like priority things right however even if you don't hit membership status you're completely welcome at every single meeting mm-hmm. um even if you just come to three through the semester and you just <laughs> want to hear about it or you hear it's our lsat night where we're going over everything for the lsat or going over everything for applications we fully welcome anyone <laughs> who wants to come in and bring a buddy please and bring a buddy <laughs> it's always bring a buddy night <laughs> you guys run us through um some of the committees you guys have yeah so we um so basically what we do is we have our executive board mm-hmm. and then um so that's comprised of a bunch of different positions mm-hmm. so obviously we have our precedence positions and then we have our philanthropy chair our merch chair um social media i'm not gonna hit finance all mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and so we create subcommittees within those executive board positions and so um, it's a really good opportunity for people who are on eboard to get involved and actually become a big part of the club. I think it was like at our last meeting where it was Liliana, Jackie and I and we were just like discussing Liliana's our merch chair. She was like telling Jackie and I like all of her ideas and we were just like do you have a committee? committee? Like, where's your committee? And she was like, no, I'm doing this all by myself. And we were like, do you want a committee? Like, we can get you a committee. She was like, I would appreciate that so much. Thank you so much. And so now we have a merch committee. Um, We have a fundraising committee, um, a philanthropy committee, outreach for um, the event that Jackie was discussing, and a social committee. Our social committee does so much shout out to our social committee we yeah, love you guys awesome. um, yoga night <laughs> literally thank you for that movie night um last semester i really needed it it's also just like another way that we give our members an opportunity because like for me when i started freshman year i was part of the fundraising committee before we got booted off of campus for covid um it was a very short-lived um fundraising committee <laughs> placement um but after that immediately i went to being our social chair and then after that i became internal president and so, like, it's such, like, a great, like, stepping stone in order, like, if you want to be more committed to the organization, like, joining a committee, like, seeing, like, how much, like, work has to be put in to, like, planning an event. Um, last year was, like, the first year we had our 5K, which we raised, like, over $1,000 for Haven House. And mm-hmm. which that was, like, a crazy thing. Um, Olivia Reed, again, if you're listening, a shout-out. Shout out. This is just a <laughs> shout-out hour, hour. I'm so sorry. Um, but she was our fundraising director last year, and she planned that entire thing. She had a very small... Um, committee because like you know that was like when we were kind of just like starting with committees and everything last year when we finally realized like oh that'd be really useful to have a committee for all these like different um, positions and it was such like an amazing thing that we did and so like this year was our second annual um, 5k and our philanthropy committee is just like expanding expanding so that way we can like make like other like tinier committees within that one committee there's like a very big commitment um from us and from our entire e-board and organization as a whole, where we understand that law school is a scary thing. And it's something that a lot of people, once they start aspiring to that or have decided for that or looking to that, they're looking for opportunities. So us as an organization, try our hardest to get you opportunities that you 
can benefit from or that you want to see as well. You know, like even networking, networking, you know, even if 20 people in our organization don't go to law school, the other 30 are going. And now, you know, 30 lawyers. So you mentioned speakers coming in. What would you say was the best advice you were given? I would say that, at least for me, um, this is this is kind of like something I've gathered from most of our speakers, which is interesting. I couldn't pick. I mean, I think we've had some phenomenal speakers. The legal field is a male dominated field. And so I would say like the best thing that all of these female lawyers have like said to us is wear what makes you confident, wear the face that makes you confident and go out there because you have just as many tools in your toolbox as every other male lawyer in that room, in that courthouse, whatever that is. I just think that's the whole goal is like that empowerment and being able to say like, we are capable of this or more than capable of this. And like this outside, you know, figure that other people are seeing, judges are seeing, um, makes you no less capable than Mm -hmm. any other male. Um, Period. I mean, nothing, yeah. nothing more needs to even be said about that. That's just it's just it's that's mm-hmm. exactly what we do is like giving this confidence to people to be like, you have the knowledge and you have the skill and you are so empowered and go do your thing. That's a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> the way that we've had so many speakers like say that to us, like it's just mm-hmm. so like comforting to know that so many women in this field have like had those struggles and like can like reiterate to like a younger generation like please do whatever you want to do like no one can stop you from doing anything Mm -hmm. for me it's never too late to change your mind for me i if i see something that i really want to do i'm like oh i'm gonna gonna do that like in my head right now i'm like oh i can publish a book i want to write a book um which i'm gonna do i'm speaking out into the universe right now at any point you can always change your mind and do another thing or even like change the path that you had and it's never too late to turn back or even like to readjust there's one piece of advice that's been reiterated over and over by some of these speakers and it has stuck with me i think i heard it the first time freshman year i've heard it over and over and the it's really that you can't force when you're in those situations and someone's going to disrespect you and no matter the industry you're in or they're not going to think that you are enough because you're young or you're a woman or you are something that they don't respect. You can't stop them from doing that to you. But what you can be is more prepared than them. When you walk into that courtroom, you know, they might look down on you or not think that you're going to rise up to that but you can always be more prepared you can always have your all your notes all your case ready you can and for any industry you can just know what you know and you can always be more prepared and you will win it's a great piece of advice yeah yeah Yeah, you guys all hit the nail on that one (laughs) i swear there's like five more i want to say i swear (laughs) um what's like some of your favorite memories like over the past four years oh that's a cute one. <laughs> um, for me, so I thought it was really cool. Um, when I was a sophomore, I was the member outreach chair. And so I had kind of, so I have an older cousin. She's two years older than me. So she was a senior at this time. And she um, went to UConn in Connecticut. And she, I had kind of told her, like, hey, I'm in this club. It's really cool. You should, we're the founding chapter at Michigan State. You should totally look into starting a chapter. So my cousin actually started a chapter um, at UConn and became the president and the founder of that chapter uh, in Connecticut. So like just halfway across the country, which is just such an interesting like 
I was like, wow, this is like the coolest evolution of Ewell ever, um, you know, from my little like sophomore perspective. And we had a combined meeting one year. I believe it was my sophomore year. So mm-hmm. 2021 or 2020, we had a combined meeting with UConn's Ewell. So it was Michigan State and UConn. And the guest speaker was my mom. <laughs> so it was like the coolest collab ever. So that has to be one of my favorite memories. I just think it was so cool, so fun and like inspiring to me to just see a bunch of different, you know, generations from my family kind of coming together to continue empowering women in the law. For me, probably last year, uh, the, the eve uh, of our 5K, we decided we'd paint the rock. And there was about like maybe like eight or ten of us. And so we had like all of our spray prints ready and like, you know, we had our design ready. We were going to do the thing. Um, the spray paint cans get like lodged. And so we couldn't spray. And so I like I looked at Valerie and I was like, what do we do? What do we do? And she was like, get in my car. And I was like, OK, Meyer. And so it's probably like 1130 at night. It's 20 minutes before Meyer closes. Like, like we are driving at an appropriate speed uh, down Grand River <laughs> to Meyer, And like every frat house is like having a party. So people are just like walking down the streets and stuff. And we're just like panting like in the car. Like we have to get to Meyer. We need pink spray paint right we need now. The pink glitter spray right. paint. Exactly. With sparkles. <laughs> and like, and so when we came back, I remember it was Olivia. She was like, oh, we got the paint to work a little bit. Like we have, we have a good bit done. And we were just like, well, we have more. Like we, we came prepared, I guess. Um, that was like probably like one of my favorite moments because I think outside of like every meeting, I have so much fun, and I I think I have so many memories that I could share right now. But I think the one that always sticks out to me is like the first time freshman year that I came to the meeting alone, and I knew absolutely no one. I just walked in, freshman. Think I want to go to law school? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> and I walk into this meeting. That's terrifying when you're that young new to campus you don't know anybody i don't know anybody in this club (laughs) i think i did the same thing i don't know why we weren't like we didn't collab on that (laughs) yeah and i just ended up like sitting next to i don't even know their names i don't know if they're still in the club but i sat next to these two girls who were the nicest people to me they were juniors i think that just empowered me in a way right like totally just an encouraging welcoming group and i think I hope that we still exude that atmosphere and yeah. that helped people because I felt so comforted and like, wow, like I came to this alone. I met people and I can do it again. Yeah. You know, I'm starting to think I want to be a lawyer. I know. <laughs> I was like, it's never too late. So just so was, you guys know. That was our plan this entire time. It. Like we were actually tricking you into becoming a lawyer. This is wow. our news participation. You'll be a lawyer and you'll be a lawyer. Yes! <laughs> and this listener is going to be a lawyer. <laughs> All right. What kind of bonding events do you guys do? Oh, this is oh, awesome. Yeah. So we're we're pretty good about, um, but we have a phenomenal social committee. Social committee. committee. Yeah. So like last semester we did like a, we did Home Alone and like mm-hmm. coloring books and stuff like that during finals week. Mm-hmm. Obviously we have the 5K coming up. Mm-hmm. We have the yoga night coming up. We also have ice skating. Um, and then another, the event that I was talking about earlier is going to be like a national conference. Um, so we're going to invite all of the e conferences from across the country and do like a little weekend thing and hopefully it's successful. So yeah, we have a pretty good amount of like social events. Yeah, I would probably say like this semester has been like our most like bonding forward type of semester yeah. because like from what we've realized, like a lot of our members do well when they can like connect with one another. And mm-hmm. so like our social committee, like 
I'm not saying it's the best committee we have. I don't want to give them too big of a head. Um, but they're just so amazing because Maddie, our uh, shelter chair, she does so much to make sure that everyone like, feels welcomed. And like mm-hmm. even like asking people, like, you know, like, here are my ideas. What ideas do you have? And like, what do you want us to like be putting on? And like Jackie was saying, like, we have like, a yoga night because she was like, you know what? The first couple weeks of the semester, it's going to be kind of hard. You guys are going to kind of like want to unwind. And she's also in charge of our like LSAT study groups. And she was like, people are going to be taking the LSAT. You guys are going to be stressed. You should come to yoga. Let's do that. And it's <laughs> one of her um, members and her committee that is doing the yoga night for us. We're really coming into more of like a narrative of like wanting to bond with one another instead of this focus of like, yeah, no, like we're just going to have speakers come in and like do um, X, Y, and Z and like wanting to provide like other opportunities like, okay, outside of just like meeting spaces, like, you know, here's where we can connect, like, you know, and like having like more of like a genuine connection with each other. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, Thanks for having yeah. us. Yeah. Um, Thank you. I think just as a finishing point too, mm-hmm. you know, we welcome everyone. Doesn't matter your major. Doesn't matter your year. Doesn't matter your gender or what mm-hmm. you identify as. You know, we welcome you in. We're excited to see you. Um, you can come forward. The three of us are usually standing in the front of the room. We always meet in the Law College, room 473. Yep. Oh. So 6.30 bi-weekly. <laughs> we are on a range of platforms. I finally mm-hmm. got our LinkedIn like ready and set. I've been posting oh, on it. So ooh. we feel pretty official, actually. But on Instagram, we are Ewell. That is E-W-I-L-M-S-U. We are three followers away from 400. <gasps> and I know our social director... <laughs> Um, Haley would feel amazing if she got the notification that we hit 400 and our group chat would just go crazy. Um, but we're also on, <laughs> <That's so cute. laughs> we're on LinkedIn as Empowering Women in Law, um, Michigan State University. Well, thank you guys for coming on again. And that's it for our show. Thank you to our station manager, Delaney Rogers, general manager, Jeremy Whiting and program director, McKenna Lowndes. And as always, thank you to you, our listeners. If you're interested in going back and listening to an archive of stories, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org. And of course, if you're interested in what's going on next week, you can tune back in and we'll see you back here. You've been listening to Exposure. This has been this week's edition of Exposure on Impact 89FM. If you missed anything, feel free to check out our website at impact89fm.org, where you can find our weekly exposure podcast. If you would like to come visit us and talk about your respected organization at MSU or a nonprofit organization in the East Lansing area, feel free to contact us, again, on our website at impact89fm.org. Thanks for listening to Exposure on Impact 89FM.